0: This time on the Fountains Fellowship Fort Worth Podcast. Pastor Samuel closes out our I Choose series with a message about the choice to devote time between the things in our life that are important and the things that are urgent. If we choose to focus solely on the things that come with urgency, we will find that the truly important events and relationships in our lives will go by the wayside. By focusing on the things of true import our families, friends, and God, we can be sure our time on earth was well spent. Here's Pastor Samuel. All right, welcome this morning. So happy to see all of you today. We are in the last part of our series, I Choose. Hope that all of you have enjoyed the past four weeks, and uh, I believe the Lord has taught us a lot. Over the past three weeks, and today he's going to finish off very well for us. How many of you are ready to hear what Jesus has to say to all of us today? Anybody? Good, you've come to the right place for that. We are going to have a a great time today talking about a decision that we're we're going to choose. And over the past three weeks, I want to summarize what we've talked about. The first week, we talked about purpose over popularity. That we are going to choose. We're going to make a decision the life that we live to choose purpose over popularity, right? Popularity is fine, but purpose is what drives us and the world around us, and it enables us to do great things um, in the name of Jesus. Second week, we talked about surrender over control. I know uh, we have a lot of control freaks in the house. Anybody? Just a few of us, right? But <laughs> we talked about the issue of surrendering what we want. And allowing God to to speak to us about what he wants us to do and surrendering our lives to him. Last week we discussed discipline over regret. My hope that last week is that you you decided to discipline yourself and uh make better decisions with your life. I know that the Lord has been speaking to me as your pastor about all of these sermons. And today, friends, uh, I've been looking at this ser- sermon for quite some time and uh I believe this one, I have the most area of opportunity, right? That means I stink in some of these areas today. And can I just be real? We all struggle from day to day with things, with saying yes to Jesus and no to everything else. And friends, today we're going to discuss what that means. We really believe that essentially everyone is made up of the decisions that we've made. And that's where we're at today. We are the sum of the decisions that we've made. And friends, today I want to encourage you that you got up and made the right decision today to come to church. You, you could have had lots of other options today. You could have slept in, but today you came and made the right decision. And so we've been looking f- over the past four weeks about specific choices that we're making because we believe that as followers of Christ, we can make better choices because Jesus illuminates our lives and gives us understanding. I pray that, that that's what will happen for you today. I want to start this topic today with asking you a question this morning. How many of you would say honestly that sometimes you wish there were there you had more time to do something that was really important to you? Something that, that was really important to you. And uh, we we found that that. When we just think about things that are important, we want to we want to read more, we want to get a better education, we want to to do things with our children, we want to go on vacations, we want to surf a little bit more, right? Um, but, but as we think about that, then all of a sudden we begin to think about, wait a minute, I've got to mow the grass today, right? Wait a minute, I've got to wash the dishes, I've got to clean the house, I've. I've got a, so many different things. And all of a sudden, friends, we become overwhelmed, right, with, with, with this understanding that we have so much to do. And, you know, the common response, a lot of times to how are you doing, when I come up and see you guys or you guys see me or people at work and you're like, you know, how are you doing? And the common response is, man, I'm just busy. Has anybody ever felt that, that you are just overwhelmed with being busy, and this is something that, that I believe, and I, I can't prove uh, theologically about Satan, but what I would say to you if, if, is, is if Satan can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Did you know that? If he can't come and wreck your life, he will cause you to be so busy that you never really do anything super important for the people around you or for the Lord. The things that he has called you to do. And did you know that we all have time for what we choose to do? And so some a lot of people say we're busy, but I would say that it's because you are making time for other things. Did you know that? Because if you really wanted to do it, friends, I guarantee you would do it, Right? I used to work with people at at my other job, and every year they would save up money to go to the Cowboy game, one Cowboy game every year. And if you don't know, you really have to save up the whole year, right, just to park. You know what I'm saying? And so they would save up all year long, and they would tell me, we're not going to go out to lunch today because this is our day we're saving for the Cowboy game. And I appreciated that because, you know, friends, they were going to do what they wanted to do with the money they had. And then we're going to be faithful to save it up. And so we always choose something over something else. And so we, we, we come today and, and our choice today between the two words that we are going to discuss today is, is I choose the important over the urgent. Today we're going to choose the important things of life over the urgent. Is that okay? Now, urgent things are not always important. Did you know that? Urgent things are not always important, and uh, today I want to give you a few examples of that. If you're if you're really sick in here because you haven't been eating well, you've not been working out, you've not done what you need to do, and you go to the hospital because you're sick. Listen, that is an urgent thing. However, if you were to eat right and work out and be healthy, that is more important, right? Than you going to the hospital out of urgency. For a lack of health. This guy Seth Godin says here, he's a marketing guru. He talks about the difference between urgent and important. Seth said this he said, If you choose what is important, you won't deal with as many things that are urgent. If you choose what is important, but he says this the opposite is never, ever true. If you're only choosing that which is urgent, then you're not going to be faced with many more things that are important. So therefore, friends, we're going to choose the important over the urgent. Everybody say okay. Okay. In business, calming an angry customer is urgent, right? But building systems to keep customers from getting angry is important. Getting your car engine repaired is urgent because you failed to put oil in it. But changing the oil right? So that you don't have to go to the, 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 the uh, car dealership to get your car repaired is important. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Getting help when you are sick is urgent, but taking care of yourself so that you don't get sick is important. See friends, this is what we're talking about today. Because just like I said, the enemy would come in to make you completely busy all the time. And at the end of your day, you will look back and say, "What did I really do, friends? What did I do in my life today that was really important?" This is what I want you to understand is you have a choice to make today. Today we're going to look in the Bible at an illustration that's going to help you understand the difference between urgent and important. And today we're going to choose what's important. I'd like for you to turn in the book of Luke 10, Luke chapter 10 verse 38. We're going to look at a story about two sisters named Mary and Martha. For some of you that have been to church, you've heard this story before. Nothing new. For those of you that haven't, hopefully this will encourage you about being able to make the distinction between the two. Luke 10.38 tells us, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had had a sister called Mary. Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. Very two different two different ideas on what it means when Jesus walks in your house. Now, Mary chooses in that moment what is important, and that is to sit at the feet of Jesus. Martha didn't follow Mary's, Mary's uh, play. She actually begin to run around very frantically and urgently to prepare the house, to clean everything up, to prepare the food, to do all of these things that are so in our minds, so important sometimes, and we urgently run around. Listen, when, when anybody comes to our house, we gotta clean, we gotta prepare, but what happens if you found out that Jesus was stopping by your house this afternoon? You would leave right now. You know, we always say, you know, that light bulb, it won't change itself. I wish it would. We find Martha here completely distracted because it was not just a regular guest, but it was the Son of God coming. And and Martha, I believe, would love to spend time with Jesus, but she had so many urgent things to do. But listen, friends, Martha missed the important because she was pursuing the urgent, I want to tell you, we have to consider what we do in our lives and what is truly important. And we see here, it goes on to say in verse 40, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him. She came to to Jesus and she said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work all myself? And she tells Jesus, tell her to help me out, right? So in essence, she goes up to tattle on her sister, who is sitting right in front of Jesus, listening to his every word. Martha was so distracted in that moment. You know, I wonder, friends, how many of us, including me, have been faithfully pursuing the urgent and neglecting that which is most important. How many of us, friends, how many of us are so we wake up in the morning with our feet just running we're doing everything that we can we're we're, we're getting up we're getting the house ready we're getting the kids ready for- school, we we go off, drop them off to school, then we're heading to work, and we're just so busy, and then we finally get off at of work, and we get home, we gotta prepare dinner, we gotta bathe the kids, we gotta get them to bed, all of a sudden, it's a 10, 30 at night, you're feeling like a horrible parent, because your kids just went to bed when they were supposed to be in bed at 9, and how could you do this? And you lay back in bed, and you think, what in the world did I actually do today that was really important? Friends, our days can be filled with that. You know, what is the most important thing that you've been distracted from pursuing is the question. For those of you that are Christians, for those of you that are followers of Christ, it might be that you were distracted from spending time with Jesus. Spending time with with somebody and aligning your heart with Jesus and, 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 and saying, God, use me today to do great things. You know, some of us are so busy with, 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 with just trying to get our children from one game to another and from one class to another that we forget about actually spending time with them in a, in a meaningful way, in an important way. Some of us are so, you know, our children centered. We're so focused on our kids that we forget about our first ministry, which is to our spouse. We forget about the rock of the relationship that happens when when two people get together and do great things. We forget that that's what holds everything together. We forget that that if we would just hold on and and love our spouse and get to know them and build them up in Jesus, that that would be the glue that holds all of our life together. What, what what, What are we missing because we are so distracted in your physical body? There is so much going on and there's so many urgent things that a lot of times we would choose to go to fast food because it's convenient. We would choose to, to not work out because we're too tired and we have too much to do. We have too many deadlines and by the time we get home, we've missed our workout for the day. We've missed the thing that was important because everything else was so urgent. There's an addiction or a habit or a reoccurring sin that you need to deal with, that you need to confess. You need to get help, but you've neglected it. And friends, we got to deal with that. We got to deal with the things that are important today. We see here in the story that Jesus responds to Martha. And I believe today that he's responding to you and I. He says here in Luke 10, 41 to 42, he says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things. But few things listen to this, few things are are needed, but listen, or indeed, only one thing really matters really is important, and Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. See, I want you to understand that you can you can everything that's going on in your life, you can justify. I need to do this. I have to do this. This is important. This is is something that's in my face. I got to deal with it. I got to deal with this. And I believe that Jesus is trying to get you to understand that there are some vital things that are important in your life that must be important. And today I'm going to talk about three practical tools to empower you to choose that which is most important. And if you've got your worship guides, you can put on there, you, there, there are blanks in there that you need to fill out, because this week, you're going to be tested on this. You're going to remember, Pastor Sam said, we've got to choose what's important over what's urgent. And this is how we're going to do this. This is how I do this. And it's, it's been a, a big help for me, and I'm still working on it, friends. I'm still growing, just like all of us. Now, the first thing, the first practical tool to help empower you to choose that which is most important, number one, I create artificial deadlines. What is an artificial deadline? It's actually a fake deadline. It's actually an artificial deadline. It's not a real deadline, right? It's something that I place in my life so that I can take care of what's most important first. Kind of like this sermon. When is my sermon for today due? Probably realistically about 10.50 a.m. on Sunday morning. However, I created an artificial deadline that says my sermon is due by Wednesday before I leave work. Why is that important? That's important because I know that if I get my sermon done by Wednesday afternoon, that on Thursday morning, the worship guides can be printed by David Hedrick, and all of that will be taken care of. And so I can continue, friends, to focus on things that are important throughout the week. And so that my sermon is not this urgent thing that is in the way of me loving my children, is in the way of me honoring my wife and serving her and meeting her needs. I do all of these things to try to create this artificial deadline so that my week is is laid out in in a wonderful way so that I am not freaking out every step of the way. So that when my wife calls and says, hey, Jet is sick, you need to pick him up from school, I can say, you know, I've got this. And I can go and love my child because I've created artificial deadlines. My wife and I, we have a date every Friday night. It's non-negotiable. There are things that, 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 that would love to come up, but because my wife and my ministry to her is one of the most important things on earth, that will always be the most important thing. In fact, after my date on Friday night, I'm already thinking about what we can do the next Friday night because I really love my wife. But friends, how, you know, we, we counsel people, we encourage people, and we ask people, have you gone on a date recently? No, we haven't been on a date in six years. I'm like, I will watch your kids right now. Get out of here. Go enjoy each other. We must create artificial deadlines. Everybody say okay. Number two, In order to empower you and I to choose what is most important, you must be ruthlessly selective in your yeses. Incredibly careful and prayerful about what you say yes to. What I find in church, and especially in church ministry, is people think, well, the busier I am, the the, the more spiritual and great I am. And you run around with all these people that are running around with their heads cut off. They can't do anything right. They're doing everything halfway because everything is urgent. They have no control over what's going on. And I would I would encourage you friends today that busyness does not necessarily equal productivity. Busyness does not necessarily equal meaning. Busyness does not actually or necessarily equal fulfillment in life. In fact, (laughs) I would say this to you. Instead of adding to your to-do list, you need to start a to-don't list. I will never do that. I am not going to do that. Don't even ask me to do that. Find somebody else to do that. The most successful people are strategic at saying no to good opportunities all of the time. I could go and do anything that I wanted Monday through Friday. But you know what? I've got to get really good at saying yes, not to the good things, but to the best things. God, where do you want me to be today? What would you have me do that is really important to my life? And I believe that some of the best leaders as you interview those people it's it's not that they actually do more it's they do more of what matters most this is what i want to encourage you today friends we we must get really good at not doing more but doing more of what matters first you know the best moms they don't do more they do more of what matters most the best teachers they don't do more they they invest their energy in more of what really matters you know, the best and most, um, the most exciting and the most effective followers of Jesus, they don't do more. They do more of what brings glory to God. This is what I want my life to be filled with. This is what, by the end of my life, I will look back and say, that mattered to God. And I was able to invest my time and my heart and my life and my family into the kingdom of God that produces great results. The best do not do more. They do more of what matters most. So we are ruthlessly selective in our yeses. Some of you need to go home today and just say, no, I'm not doing that. You don't need to work harder. You need to work smarter. Can I get an amen in in the church? I'm preaching to somebody. Number three, we must do first what matters most. When you wake up in the morning, what matters most to you? The most important thing that we put first in our lives every day is time with Jesus. That's the first and most important time where you actually make a connection to a spiritual God that helps motivate you and guide you throughout that day. Some of you, you don't want to wake up next to your spouse and talk to her or him. You need to talk to Jesus first so that you can make a real spiritual connection and you will find so much love and, and patience and long suffering, which means suffering long. You, you need to get with God first. What does is, what is Jesus say in Matthew 6? Check this out Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then everything else will be added to it. Friends, I want to tell you, if you are not seeking God first, you're pushing him to the last spot in your day. And you will find you will run yourself ragged with every urgent thing that comes your way. The problem with us a lot of times is that we're seeking everything else first and wondering why we don't have a life that matters. We must seek God first. I think for a lot of us here, friends, if we're honest, we would say if we would just begin to do that on a daily basis, things would be a lot different in our lives. We would have a lot more of what we need to take care of the important things first. You know, I I pray and devote my whole body to God. I I, I come in the morning, I'm praying to God, God, give me the mind of Christ so that I can honor you. Let me have eyes that see pure things so that anything that I put in my eyes that that goes to my heart can flow out good, healthy things. Whatever you put in your heart, whatever you put in your life will produce that. If you're putting junk food, you will only ever produce junk food out. you want to be a follower of Christ, you got to be filled up with love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, patience, mercy, all of these things. But how are you going to get it? You got to put it in your eyes you got to read it you got to live it you got to hear it i was a youth pastor forever and what i found is that teenagers that would constantly listen to negative stuff in their ears were constantly negative negative. and i would ask them what are you putting into your life because that's all you're ever going to get out i want to encourage you today friends You don't have a decision. What are we going to put first? God, give me a pure heart that I may serve you. Give me a mouth that I can encourage everyone around me. Even when the boss comes in angry because we all messed up. Listen, in that moment is when Jesus needs to come in and bring life to your coworkers. To bring life to your employees. Every day, we've got to have a realignment with Jesus. That's what it means to do first what matters most. And let me tell you this, the bottom line is that you can make excuses. You can really make excuses, or you can make progress, but you can't make both. You can't do both. Today is not a day of excuse. There are too many hurting people that are dying in loneliness and hopelessness. There are too many hurting people for us to stand by and make excuses. Because Jesus uses you and I, even broken as we are, right? Even as, as as sinners as we are can use us to bring life to everyone outside of this room. But you got to put God first. You know, my, I started to coach baseball and... Um, I coached with this other coach one time because I really had never done it before and he came to me and he began to kind of lay out how the the season was going to go and and he told me hey uh we're gonna man we're gonna be the best team out there we're gonna practice three times a week you know it was a little it's a little YMCA kind of get out there and play on Saturday morning kind of league you know and begin to tell me how he thought everybody should wear the same shorts like all these little six-year-olds wear the same shorts wear the same socks You know, everybody, you know, needs to do all these things. And he is just spilling over all of these things to me about being perfect for a little six-year-old boy that just wants to get up and hit the ball. And I remember thinking to myself, if this is what I got to deal with the whole season, my son Jet is going to hate baseball, right? And in that moment, it was like, listen, the Lord was like, Sam, are, are you more about perfection or are you more about people? And what I want to say to you today is: this issue of importance has to do with our perspective about our lives. Is it about being great and, and spectacular and good looking and all of the, and, and the the corner office with the most money and the best car and the best looking wife? Is that what it's about? Or, friends, is it really about people? Is I find that when we focus on other people, to bring them to life, to encourage them, to be used by God, to do great things, to show them grace and mercy, even in the midst of difficulty, I find that when I do that, then all of a sudden my focus uh, goes off of myself and my own needs, and it shifts to people. And this is the difference. This is what you will find as you begin to follow God, is all of a sudden your heart will be for people, and you'll begin to love people and take care of people and meet their needs. Why? Because we are the hands and feet of Jesus. This is why we're different. Because Jesus comes and illuminates our lives. He shines light on what's really important. When we start that day off right with Jesus, everything changes. My wife and I used to have a life group and and, and people would come over. And if you've never seen my wife mad, you better watch out. Because I'm going to tell you something, when there's dishes in the sink and the candles aren't lit to smell good and and the backyard's messy because the kids threw everything outside in the backyard and what are we going to do? And, and, And I feel like I want to run for the hills because people are coming over. It's not even Jesus. You know what I'm saying? It's just you. And every Sunday, right, was just like hell on earth. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on, somebody. Shout me down. Thank you, Dane. And, and we would freak out, friends. And, and I used to think, is this even worth it, right? I don't want any of you coming over. Because if they, my house isn't spotless, we're in trouble, you know? And I'll hear about it afterwards, too. Like, how, why was this laying out? Why was there, there, there was, you know, food on the floor. What are we, a bunch of crazy animals? You know what I'm like? It's like one little speck of rice, right, from last night's Chinese food. And I remember talking to Nicole, and we are like, baby, we we, we really got to change some things. We must Do less of the urgent and more of the things that are really important. And when I say that, that means that people matter. And I want to be less freaked out that you're coming over and just trust in the fact that, you know what, our house might be messy. Our house might not have been clean since 2006, right? There might be old food. We can't find the nice candles. We can't do anything right. But you know what? I hope that you come over, and when you come over, you bring some food, and we will sit down and eat food together and just enjoy life because the important things today is the relationship that we have to the world around us. Friends, let us focus more on the important things today. And that's really my heart for us today. God, I pray, I've been praying this daily as I knew that I was going to preach this because looking at the story of Mary and Martha, it's so easy to be the Martha. It's so easy to tackle every urgent thing in our lives. But God is telling you and I that we must be the Mary, that even though there is all kinds of stuff that we could be doing, we are going to focus on the most important thing in our lives on a daily basis, which is sitting at the feet of our heavenly father saying, God, teach me train me jesus it's like we come to him and just surrender all the the things that that are urgent and say god i want what is most important you know this year we are moving into our new our new place our new our new church home that that we're we're going to be in and and we've signed a 5 year lease and we're moving sometime in august september and And I believe God just continues to tell me, Sam, I want you to encourage my people to really begin today to do things that are so important. I want you to be here. I not only want you to be here, I want you to be a part in in an amazing way of how God is going to reach that area of Fort Worth. What's so cool is he's going to reach that area of Fort Worth with a bunch of people that live all over the Metroplex people that live up in Keller and North Fort Worth, people that live in Forney and in Dallas that drive all the way here, people that live in Burleson and Crowley and Joshua that come to this location to bring life to the world around us. Friends, that's what's important. And I I want you to, to give you that perspective today. You know, if we choose that which is most important, there won't be as many things that are urgent. Did you know that? Martha was distracted by urgent things and Mary chose what was the most important and it will never, Jesus says, be taken away from her. That's why with the help of Jesus, who we choose every single day and who we seek every single day with his help, we will choose the important over the urge. I want you to bow your heads with me today. As you bow your heads, I want you to think about your life and where you're at today. For some of you, this is the first time you've heard something like this. For some of you, you've you've not really given your life to Jesus. Cool thing is, God loved you so much that he sent his only son to come to earth, put skin on, and live a, a sinless life and die on the cross for your sins. Because we know that the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of salvation is eternal life with him. And if you're here this morning, I'm not going to... Uh, you know, ask you to come up and embarrass you, but but I want you to pray this prayer of salvation with us because today you can begin to to see differently and live differently with the understanding that you are righteous, that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I want us to say this prayer together collectively. If you're here for the first time and you pray that, or maybe you've been you've been away from Jesus and you're going to pray this again today, there's a connection card right in front of you. I want you to fill it out that you have received Jesus. I want you to turn it into the first steps table right out these doors this morning. We have a Bible. We have a plan for your life to walk with you every step of the way. I want you to repeat after me, Dear Jesus. I believe there's a heaven. I believe there's a hell. I believe that you died on the cross and that you rose again to save me from my sins and save me from hell. I know that I'm a sinner and I've wronged you and I've come today to say I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Jesus, I I put my trust in you as my personal Savior. In Jesus' name, I want to pray for for you this morning that have been overwhelmed today. I believe God allowed us to speak these words today because for some of you, you have been wrecked with emotion, with with fear, with worry, with doubt. You've been worried frantically that you, you can never get it all done and you can never measure up. See, this is what the enemy would like to say to you today. You you just don't have what it takes. We've come today to say that in Jesus, you have all things. That in Jesus, as as he comes into your life and brings strength to you, that as, as, as I pray for you today, you will grab hold of a new way to live life, living for the important things. That tomorrow when you wake up, you will be reminded that the first thing you need to put into your life is Jesus. Because it doesn't matter how old you are in this room. It doesn't matter where you're at in your life, what job you have, what what financial situation you are in. Jesus can come today and bring wholeness to your heart and bring healing to your life and bring excitement and passion when you otherwise came in here stressed out, thinking about all the 15,000 things you have to do after church. And let me tell you, what's going on today is greater, friends, than anything else that's going on later today. You should want bow your heads with me as I pray for you. Dear Father, I lift up your people to you. That God, like Martha and Mary, that we would choose the right thing we would choose you, Jesus, that we would choose you in the important things that you want for us to do. Let us not be sidetracked. Let us not worry about things that are out of our control. Father, let us be faithful to do the things that you've called us to do first in our week. Let us set up artificial boundaries and guidelines. Let us, let us begin to think about all the important things that you have for us. And let us plan and prepare to be successful in you, Jesus, and all that you've called us to do. God, we love you. And Lord, we give our lives to you today. And we thank you for this. You know, friends, if you're here and you need prayer for anything, if you need prayer for healing, if you're if you're worried about something, we have our prayer team that's going to come up right now, and at the end of this service, we want to pray with you and for you about anything that's going on in your life. Maybe you 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 need to you just need some encouragement. You need need God to come in in a great way to mend some, heal some marriages, some relationships, some, some situations at work. This is why we are here as a church to help empower you to do the work that God created for you to do. We thank you, Lord, for being a great God. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. That's all we have for this time. Come back next week when we'll start a whole new series. Have a blessed one.